This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required, points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go.
you are watching and listening to the football show on Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chums. I know what you're going to say. You can't tell the difference. <laughs> I'd say it before you lot did. Don't worry, because I know what you like. Leicester Till I Die is what you are watching. We are on Leicester Till I Die TV on uh, YouTube. Please give that subscribe button a little click and get help us get our numbers up. We're on Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. And we are on Twitter, at Leicester TID. And if Periscope is still running, although they did say it was going to end at the end of March, Twitter now own Periscope. That is also at Leicester TID. So Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter is where you'll find us. Got to start this evening off, and I'm glad to say he's only just come in the studio, but we were supposed to be having Steve Walsh this evening. Unfortunately, due to family commitments, of course, we're all out of lockdown now. He's unable to make it. He's promised he's going to come on next Tuesday. So Steve Walsh will be here next Tuesday for the Q&A. So we're just going to be talking a lot of Leicester stuff tonight. But don't say I'm not good to you. Don't say I don't look after you. I do, because I've got a special guest on. He is a star of screen and TV. You, you probably won't recognise him because he does do lookalikey work. So I'm going to bring him, I'm going to sort of give you a bit of a clue. Well, I'll give you a clue. I'm going to say who it is. Josh, he <laughs> doubles up as Ross Kemp. He's been known to stand in for Tyson Fury. I have seen him recently doubling for uh, Ragnar Lothbrook on the Vikings. And of course, he had his most famous, uh, his famous stand-in stunt double when he stood in for RuPaul. What he was standing in for RuPaul, I know not. Good evening. You're going to kill me, Josh. Right? <laughs> you know what? That that the uh, that bottom picture. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said. And in fairness, I wasn't going to do that. In fairness, I was looking because I said to you, didn't I? Could I go on your Facebook and find a picture? So I was going to do a graphic with you and Steve Walsh because it was going to be on tonight. And of course, when he didn't, and I found that, and I thought I'm going to have to use that at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a cracker, isn't it? I can say. I, think, I don't know whether it's the ginger hair or the blue, the blue woolen dressing gown. That you yeah, that's it, mate. Well, the thing is, you know, I thought, well, at the time, I can't. I think it were. I can't remember where I got the bloody wig from, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. It's not something. It's not something I do in my spare time all the time. So. Yeah, that's that's what you say. Apparently, uh, apparently, uh, you you are through to the semi-finals of uh, the drag queen competition. (laughs) 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 So (laughs) that's going to be. I know I've been doing that, and I've been looking at it all day when I was doing it. (laughs) I think we deserve it. I think we deserve another look at it there, don't we? You know. <laughs> That's that better is. there. That is in it there. <laughs> that is that is fantastic, that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, have you have you watched have you watched the Vikings at all? I have, you know what? Um the Ragnar Lothbrook thing is a few people well, a few years back, a few people yeah. said that. So I, I used to have a bigger beard than what I had before and when I had decent, when I had a decent hairline, believe it or not, I had all my hair sort of yeah. swept back. So, yes, well, <laughs> I, I've only just got into it, and I sat there watching it, thinking, you know, when you're annoyed, thinking like, I know that person. What, what else has he been in? And, <laughs> yeah. and then it suddenly, 
dawned on me. But uh, I'll, take, anyway. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. He, he's a he's handsome chap, in the old rag <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you'll take the RuPaul more, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I might forget to mention that one. I won't forget to mention the RuPaul again. Hey, <laughs> I, I guess we better get on to some football talk, hadn't we? Because <laughs> <laughs> it is a football show, and it is the uh, LCFC Football Forum on Leicester Till I Die here. So we better we better talk a bit of football. Let's have a quick look at what we are going to be looking at this evening, very quickly. Uh, it's been leaked. It always is this time of year. Shirts, new shirts for next season. So we'll be looking at that. Uh, Nacho apparently is on the verge of signing a new contract. Does he deserve one? Uh, fans at Wembley, apparently they'll be let in, but depending whether they're picked or not, it might be made up of Arsenal spares and West Ham fans. Uh, and that's great for a Leicester Southampton Cup final, isn't it? Um, Florian Thaving, apparently we've offered him a contract. Eduardo, link won't go away. He's still there, apparently. We'd tip now to, to, to sign him. And if you've got time at the end, the up-and-coming games. But let's go back. Um, let's get rid of that. Let's go back, Josh. I mean, football shirts. I mean, I, I'm, like I said, I, I turned 60 uh, yesterday. And I can remember, I'm buying replica shirts now from periods in Leicester's history when we didn't do replica shirts. You know, it is a big part of the market. And, you know, again, when they, when they did start changing, you know, I used to moan, a bit like, you know, you know when you say, when you're going to give up smoking, I'm going to give up smoking when it gets to a pound a packet and all that. And I said, I'm going to stop buying replica shirts when they do one every year. And that's what it has. But it is... It is such a big part of the club's finances, isn't it? It's a massive market, mate. Before I go on to that, just say happy belated birthday for yesterday, pal. I hope you, uh, I hope you had a good one. The best one that you can under the circumstances anyway. And, um, and my my neighbour bought me one of my favourites. She made me a, a coffee and walnut cake, which is my favourite cake. And it's a huge one all to myself. I'm slowly, slowly <laughs> working my way through it. <laughs> I have it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. You know, but, there you go, you see. It saves cooking, doesn't it, hey, I guess? It does. It does. Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you, mate. That's all right. No worries. Um, yeah, I think, like you say, with shirts, it's such a big market, especially in football nowadays, you know, and I think the, the retro shirts, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised that they sell as well as, as, well as they do because you, you see a lot of them about um, with all, all generations, really. I mean, to be honest with you, I do prefer the retro shirts to the newer ones. I'd say mm. this, I mean, we, we, we were speaking about it off air and to be honest, no matter what, no matter what kit we bring out every year, you're going to have your your negative Nellies, and they're going to say, "Oh, you know, I don't like this, I don't like that." But then, within a couple of months, it's grew on everybody, and it just gets sort of forgotten about. But um, it, it, for what it is, as well, I mean, the prices go up each year. I think obviously, others being added us now, you know, the price the price of a shirt nowadays is it's ridiculous, really. And I think um, it's not something that. I personally go out and buy off my own back with my own wages. It's one of them where I sort of get one bought for me for Christmas or my birthday yeah. and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a big part of it, isn't it? You know, and it's it's supposed mm. it's the best way you can you can show your colours. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I definitely I prefer the retro shirts. Definitely, I think uh, at the minute it's good to see as well, especially in like you know the online store and if you go into the club shop when it's open, there's quite a decent mm. uh, there's quite a decent selection of retro shirts now. So um, yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I might have to. I might have to actually treat myself to a retro one soon. Well, every time 
I buy one, they bring another one out that I absolutely love. I mean, you know, that the grey and blue halved one, and the grey, the green and blue halved one was my favourite away shirt ever. And I was looking yeah. for it online, and the next day it came in the shop. And now they brought the white one out from when we got through to Wembley for the first time with Martin O'Neill. And I actually got one off eBay for a, an away yellow one because I haven't really got a yellow one. It, it's terrible, but I mean, it, they leaked every year, sure, you know, and, and you, you think, oh, you know, it's somebody sat at home, nothing to do, putting this out and then starting the rumours that this is the new shirt. But they do seem to be getting leaked more and more and more. And I'm not saying that this is particularly a, um, a, a you know, a, a correct representation because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, how reliable is footyheadlines.com? But, you know, it's, I'm, you know... <sighs> Our owners have been hit very much with the COVID because of the industry that they're in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with something like this where you can – and, I mean, this year I bought all three. I bought the, the, the blue, the purple, and the white. And I love the purple, one of my favourite colours. But that's because I, I do this. I won't be doing it again next season. But, um, you know, it's, it's only the away shirts where they can play around with the colours. Yeah, I think, you know <laughs> – your home shirts is pretty standard. You know, I think now we've become more known for, you know, blue and gold. And I remember when that come out, when, when, when I think it was like the first time they sort of incorporated gold more on the home shirts. I think it was, um, it was the 13, 14 season where we sort of, it became more of a prominent sort of colour for us. But I don't mind it, to be honest with you. Like you say, because they are just base colours, you know, in, they're what you're known for, you know, with the blues. So, you, like you say, there's only so much you can do. I suppose it's sort of working around, maybe like new layouts, new patterns and mm. such. So, but like you say, with, with away kits, I think, um, I think the away kits get a lot more attention because like you say, you can sort of do anything you want with them. Um, Colour-wise, you know, we've had numerous colours. You know, we had pink last season, like you say, maroon this season. We've had uh, red in the last four or five years as well. So, but uh, to be fair, I do, I quite like the look of that one. I quite like, um, like the sort of subtle, checky sort of, faded yeah. pattern into it and um i do like i like the color as well i think it's uh it's not i mean with, with the pattern in it it's it's sort of like I say it's subtle so it's not it's not too much it's not yeah. in your face like it's quite yeah. simple and um yeah i'm, I'm a fan of that if, if, if it does turn out to be that one i'll uh, i'll be pleased with that one definitely I, I will probably buy it if it is that but i mean even this one i've got on here which goes back way back 80s even this has got a pattern in the background but yeah. You know, some of the some of the comments on 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 the shirt was um, on this was on on the Facebook group. Uh, Stephen said, "Nope, dark blue, yellow, white, grey, burgundy, and even pink, but not light blue or red." Um, Rob Spencer said, "Mint," and I think we all agreed it is more mint than anything. Robin yeah. said, "Be better than pink." <laughs> David says, "Looks like a tablecloth." Uh, <laughs> yeah, Natasha, it's better than pink. Karen loves it. Linda loves it. Jane loves it. Dave says it's a good change. So it's, it's a right mix. You're never going to please everybody. We know that all the all, all you know all, all the time. But um, it, it's. I feel it is a way. I can say that we. I mean, my my son will never buy a. And he plays five aside football and. He plays different teams, so he has to wear different shirts. So he always waits to see what colour the away shirt's going to be. But we all moaned about the pink one, didn't we? I didn't. I love the pink one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm not buying that. Never buying that. And and 
I went out and got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, mate. I think the pink one was quite divisive at the time because, you know, a lot of people will say, well, it's not really a mas- masculine colour. I disagree. I, you know, you can wear any colour and get away with it for me. And when it when the pink one first came out, I, really, I mean, even now I've, I've still got it and I, um, I really do like it. Um, like you say, with, with away kits, it's... You, you, you're either going to get people that love them or pe- people that hate them. Like you say, if you don't yeah. like it, you ain't got to buy it, you ain't got to wear it. So no matter yeah. what, you know, like you say, mate, no matter what, you, you, unfortunately, you can't please everybody when it comes to football kits. So no. I think I think if you could please everybody, they'd, uh, they'd make a lot more money from it, <laughs> wouldn't they? Yeah. Sandra says they're good change, and it is. You can't, you know... I, I say I like the white shirt, and I went mad when they stopped doing that because, to me, we were always blue and white. Um, but... You can only go so far with the same colour. I mean, this is on on on, on my website, lestertillidie.com, under specials, and and it's the every shirts that we had going back to sort of seventy nine. Well, even seventy six, seventy nine. There was one of my favourites. We had a white away shirt, then white. Then we had, of course, the old green and yellow. What I call Lineker Linex shirts, um, Iron Coop. I did. And we had red, I, red for three seasons, four, four, five, six seasons on the trot. We had red. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I think first time the red come out again was, um, you know, obviously after that when it, the season got promoted and everybody sort of blew the top a bit and thought, well, you know, red is sort of associated with, you know, them up the road, Forest, yeah. and one of them yeah. wear. But again, it, it, it's a kit at the end of the day, mate. You know, it says a Leicester City yeah. on it. Other than that, you know, yeah. it, it really it doesn't bother me what colour we play in, to be honest. Then, then, we, then we had some yellows, then we had some whites, and then we had yellows. Oh, I love this one. Um, the black and gold, the black and blue stripes. Yeah. Um, the blue, the white one we had a couple of seasons later with the blue and black on it. The the goldy coloured one. I do love this this top tiles blue yellow one, but I can't get that in in my size because I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we went back to the black again, then the yellow, then the grey, and I like that one from fourteen fifteen. The the, the gold, um, yeah, and black, red, black, grey. I like that one. Pink, and then obviously this season's of the white. And I must admit, the white one is such a bad quality. I really don't like the white one at all. It's just like wearing a um, a t-shirt. You know, it's not like wearing a, a shirt at all. But um, but no, like you say, people will hate it. People say we can't wear green because Hibernian wear green or something like that. There'll be, there'll be somebody <laughs> that will be that will be upset about it. You know, you can't wear blue because Chelsea wear blue. But uh, moving moving on, I think we've I think we've done the shirt now. Um, I just hope it is now. I'm really, the more I look at it, the more I'm actually liking it and wanting yeah. it. <laughs> it, 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 get, it gets a thumbs up from me, definitely. I'll, uh, yeah. it'd be, it's definitely something I'd, I'd, probably, I'd look into buying, definitely. Yes, yeah. Um, and Nacho, the Nacho man. <laughs> Rumours are that he's going to be signing a new contract. Um and it says they're collecting actually ready to sign new Leicester contract this summer and boost 60,000 a week wages with deal running out. And he says it's down to Brendan Rogers that Brendan Rogers has given him faith to, 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 to carry on. Um, does he deserve it? Do it? Should we be? Oops, talk you out then. Should we be um, cutting our losses or, you know, 
should you know he, he is on fire at the moment or is it another false storm what, what do you think on that one again it's, it's another thing we've touched on in the past few weeks and he is doing so well um for me you've got you've got to offer him a, a new deal i mean whether it's one of a year two years or so just to keep him here because at the minute you know he's in great form we all know that um and he, he, and I've said I've said this before many times. He's, he's a backup striker to have when you know if we God forbid you know if we do go back to just one up top, he's a good person to have to bring on. You know if you are looking for something a bit different, I think the way him and Vardy Vardy play is total opposites. That's why they sort of cut, like they they complement each other really well when they do play together. Um, mm. I think that's why we've seen the best out of best out of Nacho at the minute because Vardy's sort of doing I'm not saying Nacho ain't point of shifting because he is I think that's evident from the last couple of games he's been dropping deep to get the ball and his defensive side of his of his play is coming on leaps and bounds but I think um, yeah. Vardy sort of does Vardy tends, tends to be doing a bit more of, the, of his say donkey work as such is a bit dis- disrespectful but he's making them he's making He's, I suppose he's keeping Nacho in the sort of position where he, where he needs to be in and around the box. Vardy will go and get the ball. And then, as we've seen against Sheffield United with the two balls in, Nacho's in the right place at the right time and he's just tucked it in. So, for me, um, definitely, he definitely deserves a new deal. Um, if, he, if he could carry on the way he's playing as well and he, you know, he, he stays in the first team, then it, it, it goes without saying that you know, you've know you got to offer him at least another couple of years because I think what people forget is, well, he's still quite a young lad. Um, yeah. he, seems to have been, he seems to have been around forever. Um, he's, 20, he's, only, he's 24. He's 24, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Exactly, you see. So, and I think... You know, I think there's, you know they say most professional footballers, outfield players anyway, hit the peak around 27, 28. So if you can if you carry on the way he's going, mate, it, it makes all the sense in the world to offer him a new a new deal for me. Rob says there, uh, just going back to the shirts, as long as it's not see through, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You don't want to see through this and see what's underneath it. I'll tell you, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll move on from that. Um, it. it... We seem to have stumbled on this because, you know, it, sometimes it does take a manager um, to a different manager to come in and get the best out of a player. We know that. And, you know, sometimes a new manager goes in and you see players leave because he doesn't fit into their way of thinking. Brendan does seem to be getting a tune out of him. He's almost like he stumbled across this and nobody plays to up front nowadays. It's sort of really old fashioned, but it's, 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 it's working. Like I say, he's probably he's probably picked that team because of the injuries we had and the players that were available. But yeah. it it it's working. It is, and I suppose you know when when the likes of Harvey Barnes comes back, and again he's we've said it before. You know, Brendan's the sort of manager where he won't bring anybody back just because of the name and how they've played before. They've got a sort of. It's a case of you know what if it ain't broke don't fix it. Um, yeah. Like you know, like you say, not many teams play top top mark. I think are probably us at the minute, and then Burnley's another one because they played a four four two. It's not really. It seems like the teams we've set up against with the top top, nobody's really seemed to be able to sort of counteract it and deal with how we've how we've been playing. Um, and again, you know, with Vardy and Nacho top, it's giving it's giving opposite opposition defenses a, a lot to think about. Um, you know, like I say, when Harvey Barnes does come back, you can sort of, I think, 
unfortunately, you know, Nacho's probably going to drop to the bench. But having said that, you know, if he's still banging the goals in and Vardy ain't, as much as I think, you know, that's no disrespect to Vardy at all. I think even though he's not scored the last few games or so, he's, yeah, I think his, his gameplay has really, really come on. He's, he's doing a lot, like I say, he's doing a lot of defensive work. He's setting the goals up and he's putting a massive, massive shift in. So, um, I think it... it whether, whether Nacho keeps starting or not, mate, I think, like like you say, I think it just all depends on which injured players come back sooner rather than later. That's yeah. sort of, it's sort of going to, it's going to sort of, whatever, it's sort of going to choose a formation for Brendan, really. As that well-known prophet of, of English football, Mike Bassett, once said, 4-4, four, four, bloody two. <laughs> 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 but, it, you know, it's working out. And you, you mentioned... Um, Jamie Vardy and 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 I, I think I, I saw this. I think it was maybe on another show. But if it was in, if it was Perez, if it was Inacho, if it was any you know Cramerich, if we still had him, Gray, if they if they'd gone that long as Jamie has without scoring, we'd be on the on the backs. And yeah. Jamie seems to sort of, and quite rightly, you know, with what he's achieved, maybe he he deserves a little bit of a chance, but. I mean, I'm just looking at this season. I'm only going to compare this season because it's the only one that matters. Jamie's made 25 appearances. Now, this is only Premier League. We're not talking Europe. We're not talking Cups at all. So just in the Premier League, he's made 25 appearances and he scored 12 goals. Um, Kelechian at chose 16. Not all are starting. A lot of those were, were subs, of course. Uh, and he scored six goals. It pretty much sort of that stands up there, you know, in comparison. And if we're going to put it as, um, uh, I'm just trying to find it, as a direct comparison, Jamie's goals per match is 0.48, Kelechi's is 0.38. I think with uh, you know with Vards, he's for what he's done for the club. He he, uh, he does earn himself a free ride. Yes. Sometimes sometimes it's warranted. Sometimes you think you know maybe he could have been. If 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 Vardy was playing poorly, then I, I could sort of understand people getting on his back. Um, mm. But I think because he just he, he gives he, he gives us all every single game. I think you know is he is he's getting on a bit now. He has lost a bit. He has lost a yard a bit a yard of pace. Um, but the effort's always there. I think he's. Uh, it was, Brendan said it before in interviews. He's, you know, he said he was really surprised with his sort of footballing brain, and you know, he knows sort of the clever runs to make. And I think for somebody who didn't, you know, didn't play professional football until what was 2012, he joined us from non-league. Um, I think that says a lot for him as well. I think, I think as you know, maybe next season, season after, you know, if he has got two or three seasons left in him, I think. Um, we might sort of see Vardy maybe dropping back a little bit more. Maybe even it sounds, you know, it sounds daft, but maybe even Brendan might stick him out on the wing. You don't know. He's done it with England. He's done it for England before. I think it's a position he could play in future. You know, I know he's like I say he's losing a bit of place, but pace, but he's still he's still quicker than quite a lot of wingers in the Premier League these days. But um, for for me, you know, if if Vardy's performance is dropped, then yeah, quite you know, say quite rightly, not give him stick, but you know, you got to sort of question whether it's right to start him or not. But the way he's playing at the minute and for what he's done for the club, you just you just can't drop him no matter what. Yeah. I mean, stats, you can you can take stats and you can make it say black and you can make it say white, depending which way you look at it. And we, we know that with stats. But, you know, I mean, 
Jamie Vardy still had 62 shots this season. And, okay, you know, he's, he's hitting the post, but at least he's having to go. But the interesting thing for me is, and this is maybe where Brendan sees this partnership going, is that Inacho hasn't had any assists in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. okay, we're only looking at the Premier League here. Jamie Vardy's had seven. Now, you know, I can see Jamie Vardy very much going into that um, almost like, and I don't know that you're too young to remember, Peter Beardsley when he played with Gary Lineker for yeah. England. You yeah. know, he, he, he was the provider, if you like, more than the goal scorer. Emil Heskey, although he was a striker when he was for England, you know, everybody loved playing with him because he held the ball up, he, you know, got yeah. the headers down into the box. And I can see Jamie moving into that sort of, well, looking at, you know, the assists he's got, moving that way. And um, that that being you know the main part of his game rather than just the the goal scoring. Definitely, and, and it's, it's an interesting point you bring up about you know the likes of um, Emil Heskey and strikers like that, really. Because I think a lot of people don't realise. I mean, Heskey, as good as he was, he didn't really score that many goals overall. Really, I mean, he's still got, he's got a decent goal goal scoring ratio. But like you say, I think a lot of strikers like to play with him because he was good at holding the ball up and. Um, he won a lot of flick-ons for being a bit, you know, such a yeah. big bloke. And another, another player that springs out to me as well. And at the time, we sort of, I think, I look back on him now, and I think, God, yeah, you know, um, was Steve Howard for us when he was here. Um, yeah. Him and Matty Fry, you know, I think without Steve Howard, you know, when we're in League One, I think Fry once got half the goals that he did if if he weren't playing up front with Steve Howard because Howard was sort of dropping deep, winning the flick-ons. Fry were getting in the right place at the right time. So. I think you're right, mate. Um, if Vardy can play that role um, and he can do it for two or three seasons, then it is yeah. more than merrier for me, mate. <laughs> yeah, and and I think he, he'll. I mean, Rob's asked here um, how many years has, has Vardy got on his contract. I'm not sure to be honest with you, but I think when he is, he, he, you know, his speed has gone totally for for ninety minutes. You know, his options going to be. To drop down a league, and maybe you know, or you know, or two even, uh, and and you know, playing you know in a slower game, or he becomes the super sub, and you know he could probably do for 15, 20 minutes what he can't do for ninety. So I think he's yeah, like you say, he's possibly only got I think personally one more season as a ninety minute man. Um, but then we're going to come on to sort of who can possibly replace him, replace him up front. But yeah, I think I think I agree with you there. I think I think Inacho, I think we are beginning to see what he can do. Uh, if this is how well he plays, then he can. Oh, I was going to say then. You see, I'm, I'm getting old. I did tell you I'm getting old. My mind's going. <laughs> That that's in the gin, it, it affects me. <laughs> if, if he does play with you know, if he's better playing in a two up front and, and Vard is going to be getting to be less and less, we need to have somebody else to fill to fill that role in. But we're gonna we're gonna come on to that in a second. What we're gonna look at now is the FA Cup semi-final. And we are there, we're actually in a semi-final. The last time we were in the semi-finals when the Falklands War was on. I always remember reading the paper on the train going over to Villa Park, the headlines in the sun, as you would believe, it's war, you know, typical, typical sun. Uh, it's been a while, we're there. There's rumours that 
one semi-final might allow fans in, and I think that's totally wrong if it's only, if it's only allowed in, in into one. The final, obviously, that's it. We've got to get there first. I read this today, that one of the FA Cup semi-finals, if it is fans, it will be made up of a maximum of 4,000, but there will be local residents. So we're going to have, like I said at the, at the get-go, we're going to have West Ham, Arsenal, Spurs, Palace fans, whatever, watching Leicester play Southampton. It's just another way of the pissing the fans off, isn't it? It is. Uh, the only, I mean, I, I, I can't see why they wouldn't have, you know, 2,000 of our fans, 2,000 there. The, the only way I can see they don't want that working is, you know, um, it's essentially, it's not essential travel, is it? That's the only thing I can think of. Um, I suppose if they are, if they are to say, you know, neutrals, get, neutrals go in and then you got to look at it, well, you know, if if the say if it was for the Chelsea Man City game and not our game, you gotta think. Well, you could guarantee some Chelsea fans will get in and, and make out. You know they are low. So you know Wembley ain't that far for them. Um, so it's gonna go that way. It's, I, I, as as much you know what as much as much as I miss watching football um, with uh, with fans. I'm sort of that used to it now without fans. I've just sort of it sounds daft, but I've sort of forgot about it. You know what I mean? I'd sooner, I'd sooner rather than make it, rather make it fair and say, you know what, no fans for either semi. Um, you, you can have your own fans there, a certain amount of your own fans at the final because you know it's, it's it's a massive day and it's, to have one fair, one semi final and not the other, it's just it seems really daft to me. It really does. And if you've got Leicester playing Southampton. You're gonna. You've potentially got four thousand people booing every single player on the pitch. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't agree. I fair enough booing the opposition. That's all part of the game. But you don't. You know. I, I don't believe. No matter how much I would have. I have criticised and you. Entitled. I think as fans, we're entitled to criticise players for the ninety odd whatever minutes they're on the pitch. I would never boo a player. My own player. You know, um, yeah, definitely. I, tennis, I think tennis wise might have been the exception, but, <laughs> yeah. but you've got, you know, you've got that. I just, I just think it, it, it's unfair on the players to have four thousand people booing them. It is, but you know, I mean, I know, again, this might sound far fetched, but I suppose another thing they could do is like a bit of a school initiative. So they could say, like, to school kids, I tell you what, we'll take four thousand school kids from around London or wherever the local areas. Um, you know, emergency outline staff, people like that, you know, and NHS staff, things like that. If, to make it fair, you know, give them a day out. And that way, you know, you're not, like you say, you're not going to get idiots in the stadium just booing for the sake of booing. It's, you know, it's going to be the right sort of people there. And if they've got a chance for a day out, fair enough. So I'd, I'd quite like to see something like that. Again, it's probably a bit far-fetched to, to, to ask that sort of thing to happen. But, um, well, to be honest with you, there's, there's one good reason why that won't happen, Josh, because it makes mm. bloody sense. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when has the FA and sense ever gone together? Yeah, Rob's that's true. Valid, Rob's made a very valid point here. What about 4,000 NHS workers? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm, just looking, I'm just looking at a picture, though, of Wembley. Four thousand pounds, four thousand pounds, four thousand fans in Wembley 
it's going to be like turning up at you know you uh, you having a party for yourself and nobody turning up and there's only you there. It's not going to help an atmosphere at all, is it? It's not. Um, and this again, this is no disrespect to um, anybody at all, but I think when they tried, it was when they tried um, just was it just before Christmas when they had I think certain teams were allowed two thousand fans in and. As much as it was nice to see people in the stadium, you know, watching live football, and it's it's great for them. For me, it's just the atmosphere didn't sound the same. I think, like I say, I think it's because I've got that used to having bloody overlaid atmosphere from Sky Sports and BT and that. It it just sounded a bit odd with only you can know you can only hear like faint shouting and stuff. And again, that that's yeah. that's. No, no, no fault of the crowd at all. But no. I, I know exactly what you mean, mate. I think four thousand people. For, for a stadium that size, it's... Uh, I mean, it, if you think 2,000 people or 2,000 fans in the cottage compared to 9,000 fans, um, 4,000 fans in 90,000 seat to Wembley, yeah. <laughs> I know which one would have more of an atmosphere. But I, ju I just think sometimes I just don't... I mean, I know it's not necessarily... And I, and I might have been a bit unfair, though, with blaming the, 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 the FA because, of course... Governments have got the guidelines in place, and it's frustrating, but it is what it is, and we, we've we've got to try and stick to that so that we can actually get out. And there's no point trying to break the the rules, and then we have to go back into lockdown again. But um, yeah, it just seems it just seems you're going to let four thousand in. There's got to be a better way than just saying yeah, local fans. It's got to be like Rob said, NHS workers, or like you said, school kids. I think both of those ideas. Yeah. Are, are, are excellent Jonathan he, he asked this earlier Jonathan good evening Jonathan thanks for joining us welcome along um, don't fall someone... for it Chris don't fall for it <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no I was going to say Jonathan who are you are you are you a friend of John <laughs> 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 but um, uh, he's he's about he's about to get uh He's about to get blocked. There we go. <laughs> but, um, moving on. Um, and we will see what is the... Ah, right. Players we've been linked with. Um, I'm going to change this around a little bit because we've been talking in Acho and his new contract. Famously... Celtic's B team is better than Leicester's A team, according to a certain. I don't like to call him. A, I don't like to call him a pundit. There's a, there's another there's another word beginning with a W that I want to call him, but <laughs> and, and it does it's it's not working for Nat West. But this guy could be moving from the B team to the A team. There we go, very nicely decked out with his um, with his Mister T jewelry on there. We're being tipped. They won't go away, these rumours. They won't go away. And, you know, it would be very easy of Brendan to come out and just go, no, he's not a player I'm looking at. It would be so, And he hasn't done, which is obviously just adding fuel to the fire. Um, I, I wouldn't mind him. I think, like, it, like you say, mate, it's one of them transfers that, it, you know, like I'd say for the last, what, three or four transfer windows, we've constantly been linked with him. As you say, Brendan's never come out once and he said, no, you know, he's not somebody we're looking at. Because, you know, he, he must hear these rumours all the time as much as we do. Um, 
I think you know for, for Celtic, he's been he's been absolutely fantastic for him. Again, I think he's sort of in the same sort of mould as um, was it uh, was it Moussa Dembele they used to have the striker who went yeah. on to Leon. Um, that same sort of player where he gone to Celtic Scottish League. You know, as, as much as people knock it, you still go over there and score goals. Um, yeah. You know, you know, a lot of people not the Scottish League, and we, you know, you look at some great strike. You know, people look at Henrik Larsson, look what he did for Celtic, and he's regarded as one of the, one of one of the best strikers ever to, ever to play the game. So I think there's a lot to be said for the Scottish League. Um, for me, it's if it, I think he costs quite a bit of money. Um, I think he'd want a decent wage as well, but I think. I just seen from there as well, Liverpool and Arsenal after him. I think if he is to pick a team, and it's not me being biased at all, just because I'm a Leicester fan, um, whether, he'd, whether he'd fit or not at Arsenal, you know, they've got Obama, Young, Lacazette, um, Liverpool for me, you know, Salah, Mane. I think he's got to sort of look at us and think, well, you know, they, Brendan, Brendan obviously knows him really well from his time yeah. at Celtic as well. Um, and we are, the, the project we're building now to, you know, hopefully sustain to be a top four team. I, I shouldn't see why why we'd be out of the running to sign him. I could, I could see as being one of the favourites, to be honest with you. But he's, de- he's definitely a player that he, he interests me, definitely. I think if we can bring him in for the right price, then he'd be a cracking signing. I mean, Watkins went to Villa because he played under Dean Smith at yeah. Brentford. So it does have an, it does have an effect. And um, Chilwell went to Chelsea because... He, you know, he liked Frank Lampard and thought Frank yeah. Lampard, the defender, could take his, his game. Uh, midfielder could could help him out there. Uh, not worked out well for him, has it? That so there's obviously <laughs> that, that that link with um, with with Rogers and, and Eduardo. I want to say Eduardo. It's not. It's Eduardo. I must get the. I must stop dropping the air. <laughs> <off again. laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but. Well, yeah, I mean, there is that Scottish thing. I'm not, honestly, I'm going to completely agree with you. And, you know, I remember the Craig Levine years. Oh, my God, do I remember the Craig Levine years. And Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I, I, I'm, still having, I'm still having counselling over it, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it weren't great, was it? <laughs> it, it, it was a, what I called, you know, the bleak years, you know. Yeah. Um, but... You know, some of the players that we signed there from Scotland, and it's a bit like, you know, when managers come from a, a different country, obviously they know the players, that's where they go. You know, Mark De Vries, apart from the goal that he scored when we beat Tottenham in the Cup, I don't think he did much for us at all. Now, but the thing is, what I like uh, different about, about Brendan is he's managed in England before. So he's not like, you know, a manager coming from Scotland that hasn't done it down here. Um, he took... Um, Edward to Celtic, but the big thing for me is Benkovic. He had two seasons, he was a regular at Celtic, mm-hmm. comes down to Leicester, doesn't think he's ready for Leicester, and yet he was a regular starter in Celtic. So, to me, Brendan knows to look at a player and go, Yeah, all right, uh, uh, Philip, you were good for me when I was in Scotland, but you're not good enough for the English Premier League. So, he knows that. Yeah. So, if he does go. For for um for uh, Edward, he's he, he's going to believe that he can do a job. Definitely, you, you've hit the nail on the head with that. Um, I think I think would not touch Edward for what I see him. Yeah, the thing is with the the comment there, I think Morales as well at, at Rangers. 
personally, I'd sooner go for Edouard because I think we're building the, the squad we've got and the team unity. You can see everybody sort of fighting for each other. Morales, I think he's a good he's, he's a good striker for Rangers, but I think he'd sort of, he'd be the sort of player that come in and sort of upset the apple cart a bit purely for his antics. I think he'd be a player who we'd all happily get behind because. He's very feisty, you know, for full 90 minutes. You never know what he's going to do next. He's either going to score or get a bloody red card. So, um, oh, I'd say- I was going to say with, with Morales, it's like pay him half his wages because he'll be banned half the time. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the talent's definitely there with him. And again, he's, he's done a cracking job for Rangers. And I think he's someone that could potentially come to the Premier League. And, and I think he could do a job. But for me, I think Edouard, it, it, it makes more sense than anything, I think. And like you say, but Brendan's worked with him before. And I think for the rumours to be as consistent and ongoing as they are, there's definitely something in there. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if that, that's a deal that we sort of that we pulled off in the summer without question. I mean... Looking here, and I don't know how old Morelis is, to be honest with you, but uh, Edward's 23, and he's got 21 goals in what hasn't been a good season for Celtic, let's be honest with you. They've, they've yeah. had a, a shite year, to, to put it bluntly, and yet he still managed to knock 21 goals in. Um, and, you know, he, he he's young, and he doesn't seem... I think he's, he's had a couple of reds himself, but he doesn't seem as hot-headed as Morelis. And like you say, you know, I think he would... Team player, and we are team players. You know, we we don't like the. And I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot with the next comment I'm going to bring up from Rob in a second. But we don't want the big I ams. We want the ones that will come in and be part of the team. And like you said, you again, you made a very, very, very good point there about Morelis. Is would he upset the apple cart? Oh, again, I think so. He's a good player to watch. Um, granted, you know. I, Scottish football is something I watch, you know, if, if, if it's on before, you know, Super Sunday or whatever. I, I, pay, I pay quite close attention to Rangers, Celtic um, and Hibs, obviously, like six. My, my in-laws, they're all Hibs fans. So, um, I, I do like him and I think for entertainment value, it'd be, it'd be absolute golden. But at the minute, like I say, the team unity we've got, they're all fighting for each other. You can see it on even little things like you know social media. I know it's only a small thing, but you can see how how tightly the group we have we've, we've got is at the minute. And could, would he come in and sort of not not play the big I am, but is he the sort of player that comes in and potentially like a Balotelli sort of signing? You know, it, it could potentially be something like that where he's very much larger than life, and he does something stupid like gets sent off. And yeah. it, it could be one of them, but who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well. Just looking here, goal.com, um, that their Arsenal correspondent says Arsenal are interested, but Leicester are front runners. But I'm going to bring Rob's comment up here now. Um, I do, I would love, I would so, so love this to come off. Whether it will or not, I don't know. But again, it's another one of those that's just bubbling along under the water. And that's Cortino at uh, Cortino, sorry, at Barcelona. Barcelona's struggling, as you know, as much as well. The same as every every club is, you know, the big clubs they haven't got the money to to throw about that they used to. You know, they can't go out and and do El Galacticos as they do at Real Madrid and you know buy five forty million pound players in. So they are struggling. 
I doubt they're going to let him go for a price we can afford when you come to think what they paid Liverpool for him, because that's one hell of a big... But I think I think our yeah. ceiling, to be honest with you, is we're going to have looked at who we've not gone for. Um, the 40 millions we played for Tillemans is probably going to be our record for, for quite a while. Now, they paid 120 million for him in Barcelona. The big question, of course, though, is, is wages. Yeah. You'd love, to see, you'd love to see him at Leicester, wouldn't you? Without question, again, it's another one that it's a rumor that hasn't really gone away. I think when I first when I first heard his link with him, I thought, well, how far fetched is that? But you know, the more you think about it now, mm. it's not out of the realms of possibility for me. Um, again, he is another well, he's another player Brendan's worked closely with. I think Brendan really, I think I think he actually brought him over from Inter Milan. Um, got the best out of him. Um, made probably his best football in uh, football seasons he's had so far in his career. I think. You know, he's gone to Barcelona. It's not really worked out for him. And I know he spent um, time on loan at Bayern Munich and he, he did fairly well there. Um, again, like I said, it's it's transfer that when I first heard about it, I think it was a couple of seasons ago, you know, that there, were, there were talks of whether we could get him in on loan. I'm thinking there, no chance. But you know what? It, for me now, I, I wouldn't put us out of the race to sign anybody because... Again, for you know, second season running, we're, we're in that top four question. We've got a brand new training ground open that's going to attract, better, you know, say no disrespect yeah. to players, but like the Minics, they're all fantastic, but you know, sort of higher caliber players that are more well, well, to the next well level. yeah, yeah, they're the sort of next level players, you know, that are going to you are going to consistently be. In, in that top four bracket. Now, again, that's no disrespect to the lads we've got, and that's not to say that they can't keep us there because I believe they can. But I think if you are, you know, if you are to be playing Champions League football for the next, and you, you want to be playing it consistently for the next God knows how many years, he is a sort of player that you are going to have to look at and think, well, yeah, we should make a move for him. Because even if we do fail for him, at least other, other teams sit up and think, no, they less really got him. Do you know what I mean? And it shows that we, it does show that we mean business. So for me, for, for Coutinho to come in, as much as like I say, it, it was far fetched at the time, but for now, it's something that I, I could really see happening, definitely. I must admit, the only thing with that is that makes me a little bit sad. And I've not looked into it too much, so I can't comment on it a lot. But these changes might be going through for the Champions League. And yeah, yeah, yeah it might. I don't know how you can let a team in that's not been doing well just because of their past history, you know. Do we go yeah. back and let let you know Leeds in from when Leeds dominated football? It, it get but I need I need to look into that, but you know, I think they're voting on that in in a couple of weeks. But uh, you, know, you know what? Just quickly on that, Chris, I think hmm. that that's an interesting point as well. I think you know what it is. Over the last few years, not I mean, I know when we won the league it completely upset the apple cart of the bigger team, so to speak. Nobody nobody expected that. And to be fair, I think UEFA, and it really hurt them because I didn't. nobody really wanted us in the Champions League. And you could see that from or even other fans at the time, you know, when we won the league, all, all sort of neutral fans, yeah, well done Leicester. But then I think, you know, the next season after that, even Arsene Wenger come out and said Leicester an embarrassment in the Champions League. And we got further than any English team did. So I think... It's just another way for UEFA and European competitions. It's another way of them thinking, God, there's a chance here that this season Leicester and West Ham could get in the top four. Mm. If if the same like you know, or could, could, could include wild card teams. It's just another excuse to them to say, 
well, yeah, Man U finish, I don't know, say Man U, for instance, in two seasons' time, they finish seventh. We'll, we'll give them the wild card because they're a big team. It's not fair. It, it, it really isn't fair. At the end of the day, mate, it, it, it's one of them where teams could completely just flunk it all season, finish eighth and think there's a good chance. You know, teams like Arsenal, Chelsea and such, there's a good chance we'll be in the Champions League anyway. So what's the point? Yeah. You, you should Champions League Think football. It, 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 it's one on merit, mate. It, it, it really is, and it, it, yeah. if if that is the road they're going down, then I could see many teams just thinking, "What's the bloody point?" The problem you've got is that the the those that have got uh, the two teams that are representing England are the two Manchester clubs, and you know, the, yeah, football clubs like to look after their own. But just going back to what you were saying about Arsenal and what Arsene Wenger said, that worked out well for them that season, didn't it? You know, I mean, I think uh, yeah. I think they lost nine nil over two legs. Who was the embarrassment, Arsene? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. I think again, it just comes just just quickly. I mean, it comes down to history. I'm not saying we're as big as Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, because we're not. I, I'm I'm not naive to think that, but. Football work. Football works on you know morally where you finish at the end of the season, how hard you've worked because it could come down to we could win more game, we could win more games than Arsenal next season, Chelsea, Spurs, and they could get Champions League over us. It just it doesn't make sense to me. It really don't. And it's good. The the champ the the sort of romance of the Champions League will just it'll lose its appeal for me definitely. Yeah, Jack's making a point here. Um... Surely we should be totally focused on our last nine league games and FA Cup semi-final, not who we may or may not be signing. At this stage of the season, that's all that matters now. Well, funnily enough, Jack, if you'd have been in at the start, we did actually have a rundown of what was coming up and we are going to be looking at the next four or five games in a couple of minutes' time. So, don't like to say I, I told you so, but that was an <laughs> But thanks for joining us, Jack. Thanks for joining us. It is, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, it's something that you can't come on to these shows and talk about the same thing week in, week out, week in, week out for 50 minutes at a time. You know, you've got to try and mix it up a little bit. But in deference to, to Jack, I'm sorry, I'm going to totally ignore you, Jack, now, because we're going to be talking about um, <laughs> <laughs> Again, another one that's been linked a few times. Apparently, we've offered him £57,000 a week. Um, it says Marseille star could price himself out of a transfer. His contract's up. He's out of contract. And apparently, he'll go where wherever the money is, so whoever offers him the most money. He was a flop at Newcastle. Do, do, do we want him? It was a flop at Newcastle. From what I can remember, and one of my good pals, he's a he's a big Newcastle fan, and he was saying at the time he didn't he got he he had he had a few chances, but he didn't really get a consistent really run of games of what he should have done. Um, but he's gone to France and he's done the business for them, and he's become he's become one of the I suppose one of the bigger players in in the French league. Um, I'm surprised if we if we are to get him. I th- I, Personally, think it'd be a bit more than fifty-seven grand a week. Um, I'd be surprised if he came to us for that sort of money. Um, I think on his day, he, he is a he's a very good player. Again, I've not I've not seen a lot of him since he did move to France. Obviously, when he was at Newcastle in the Premier League, it's all I watch is English football, to be honest. But um, from what I've seen of him in France and for for Marseille, he's 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 done a cracking job. Again, it's another one we've been linked with for a while, so it's it's a signing you, you could see us pulling off. And I think, you know, God willing, we do get top four. It is a player that you'd sort of think, well, yeah, you, you'd expect him to, you'd expect him to come in definitely. 
Yeah. Um, <coughs> we're just looking at it here again. Uh, he becomes a free agent in June. He's 28, so he's in towards that twilight of his career, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and um, that apparently the, the, that headline was based on the last offer that was received in the last transfer window. Our offer was the last one on the table, apparently, mm. and it's four years at £57,000 a week. Uh, Rob's not a fan. Uh, Rob says no. Um, I don't know enough, to be honest with you, Rob. I'm very much like, I only know him, remember him from Newcastle, but, you know, Josh, like I say, if you're doing well in France, hey, Fafana. He was doing he was doing rather well in France and he's uh, he's done all right for us. Now then, Jack, you're gonna get your wish now because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you think I'm just throwing this in for the sake of it. No, because I have the artwork here ready. It's I'm not gonna say season defining because it's not, because we've said that over the last few weeks, you know, last few months, sorry, every couple of sort of bunch of games this is going to be season defining you know Burnley Brighton um, Sheffield United that was going to be season defining but we've got a couple of tough ones and then we've got a little bit of an easy, easier run and I know I shouldn't say easier this season because we've lost to Fulham and, and Fulham and what have you but we've obviously got Man City coming up I if I sit down and think about Man City and and try and sort of be even both sides about it. We've beaten them once this season, 5-2. They lost to Man United. Mm-hmm. It's almost a given, you know, that you think if you get anything from this game, you just take it now, you know. But, yeah, yeah and I, I think the problem with the, with the 5-2 for me was that it was a lot of penalties in there, which you're not necessarily, you're not going to get that every game. So take the penalties out, it was a lot tighter. But we got the penalties, we won the game, it was 5-2 away from home. We possibly could get something out of that. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a draw, you know. I said a couple of weeks back on here, when we, I think we, we touched on the Man City mm. game that was that was coming up, and I think we should go there with just no fear at all. I think, for, for me personally... I look at it. I look at it as a bit of a free hit, purely for the fact that I think because we've won the, we've won his last two league games as well, as well as obviously beating United in the quarterfinals. You know, we beating Brighton and Sheffield United as such. It's sort of had we not won them games, or you know, we drew both of them. You'd be looking at the Man City and the West Ham game afterwards, thinking, God, we really need, we, we could really could do with at least yeah. well possibly four points out of them. But I think for me, we we can go into it, have a real good go at it, and like you say. If, if we get a draw, then it, it, what what you know what a result that would be. We could sneak a win, maybe maybe not the way Man City playing at the minute. You know they're on unbelievable form. I know, like you say, you know they, beat, they got beat by Man United, but I just think we should just go, go, go into it with with you know no fear at all. Have a go. We're, I think everybody's going to expect us to get beat anyway. And if if we get a draw, then you know what a result that would be for us. The the, the thing I mean the scary thing is you you know Man City have only lost three games this season, but at the start of the season, people were questioning Pep because it wasn't the best start, but my God, has he put a, a good run together. And, yeah. you know, would you have said at the start of the season, you know, because again, Solskjaer was under pressure at Man United. I want to put, I I thought it was going to be a doddle for Man City that. I thought they were going to treat it like a training game, but no, they went out and Man United did them. And, you know, like you say, I think if we get anything from that, it is a 
it is a, a point. And I think it might have been you that said this as well. So forgive me if I'm pinching this from you, Josh, but it's more of a worry is the next game away to yeah. West Ham. Yeah. I, I um, To be fair, again, like I've just said, I'm repeating myself, the Man City game's a bit of a free hit for me. It's that West Ham game where I'm looking at it thinking that that is massive because... If we if we get anything against Man City, you know, like you just said, a draw, what a result that would be. But it's the West Ham game where you think, right? They, I think, what are we seven points, are we seven points clear of them now, or maybe maybe less. I can't remember. Um, you're going into that game, you're thinking, right, we win this, and then after that, I think um, we have got Southampton, and then I can't remember who we've got the game after. Was it Palace? Palace it, it's yeah. such, it's such a, that West Ham game is such a massive chance to put. It goes without saying a bigger gap between us and them because West Ham are a cracking team and that, that game's going to be really, really difficult. I think I'm going to be more nervous for that game than I am the West Ham game, uh, the yeah. West Ham, the Man City game because yeah. Man City are going to win the league. So if we get beat by them, it's no qualms really. But that West Ham game, if we, you know, if we do go on to lose that, then they close the gap. Teams below them, you know, you've got Spurs and other teams yeah. like that and such, and you're thinking could be a bit trickier. So that West Ham game is it's it's massive for me. That that for me, I think I think our season league wise could all hinge on that game, definitely. They are seven points behind us, you were quite right. And they've lost two of the last five. Uh, and I'm just looking here actually. When we last played did we play them just after we played Fulham? And when we lost to Fulham, were the two games, or am I getting them um, confused, West Ham confused with, with Aston Villa? I think that might be the Villa game. We played West Ham fourth game of the season. It was it were after the Man City game. I remember that. Um, I'm just, I'm just yeah, going back now to have a look here. Um, if I'm right, I think we won the first three and then we played West Ham at home and obviously they beat us 3-0. I'm, I'm sure it was the fourth game of the season. Yeah, yeah. No, in fact, I, sorry, I'm quite right. We, we had a run there of three defeats in the Premier League because we lost yeah. to West Ham, then we lost to Aston Villa. Then we, we went and played a Euro game and won that. But then we lost to Arsenal. So it was 3-0, yeah. 1-0, 1-0. And then we, we went and beat... I know, I know it was in a bad run when we last played yeah. them. Of course, we're, we're in a better run now. Um, but yeah, that, like you say, that psychologically what the win would give us is, is, um, uh, is good. Vaughan, good evening, Vaughan. I've got a feeling we're going to beat Man City. I've got a feeling in my water. Yes. I think that's my age again. But, um, hey, we've done it once this season. No reason why we can't. Um, if Man City get beat, you always feel for their next opponent. Yes, yeah. Good point, Andy, and good evening, Andy. Um, hopefully, Yori Fafana and others don't come back injured or knackered. Well, I hope so. Um, I'm worried about playing West Bromwich Albion. I think this, this season... I'm worried about playing everybody, if I'm honest with you, because yeah. look at what I've just shouted out. You know, we, we, we lost to Arsenal, we lost to West Ham, we, you know, Villa. And yet, you know, we'll go and beat Man City, we'll beat Man United in the F. It, you can't, there's just no logic. You, you know, no, you, you can't call it. I think. I think the only really consistent team has been Man City, unfortunately mm. for us, because we've got them coming up. I think we've been fairly consistent at times, but then, you know, 
we'll we'll run into a game where you think, yeah, we should get three points here. We'll draw or we'll get beat. It's it's one of them seasons, mate. It really is, and yeah. I, I can totally understand where they're coming from playing, but you know about playing West Brom. I think to anybody else you look at it, and think it's nailed on win for us. But again, it's one of them games where they'll probably come here and it'll be a draw for like eighty nine minutes, and then they'll scab a goal in the last minute. Anything can happen, can't it? So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Palace. I can remember them beating us five nil not so long ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> In the Prem. I'm just looking here. I mean, I think if you look too long at Man City's stats, you do actually have to go and change your underwear. I mean, they've played 30 <laughs> games with 122. They've scored 64. They've only let in 21. They've got a plus 43. And yeah. they are um, 10, 30, 14 points clear of Man United. I mean, it is scary, but then you do have to counter that with um, the um, fact that we beat them earlier on the season. And Andy's yeah. saying there, he keeps looking at those last three games. That's Is it Chelsea, Man United? No, not yeah, Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm trying... I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to look at them, to be honest with you. Hopefully by then, we'd have got top four sewn up, fingers crossed. But, you know, going into them games, we've beat, we've beat all of them this season, so why can't we do it again? You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Man United, that was only the second time we've won them. The last one, obviously, was the 5-3. Uh, we've got Newcastle just before that, so hopefully that if we can get a nice win there, that will give us the confidence. Chelsea, I'd, I'd take a point because they're doing better under the new manager. And let's be honest with you, Spurs, you just don't know what's going to happen. But, yeah. you know, after after we've got West Ham, there's just then a little small matter. We mentioned it earlier, FA Cup semi-final. It, um, that's a game that I, I mean, every single game I look forward to, then when the day comes, I, I, my anxiety, and I can't, I can't help but feel so sick. For them, 90 minutes is as much as I love watching us, it's dreadful. I can't, the, the, feeling, the feeling at times is horrible. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm looking forward to that game because it, it's a one off, you know, it's a massive, massive chance for us to get into an FA Cup final. It's something that I've never seen in my lifetime to put in Leicester before. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to that one. I think it's, it's a game that could go either way for me because I think it's a game that Southampton could. Potentially, they, their whole season could pin on that. I can't see them. I can't see them going down. So they, it's a good chance for them to potentially win silverware. You know, in the semi-finals and the final, it's it's anything can happen. It's a one-off game. So I'm looking forward to that one definitely. And you know, I mean, you know, I always say, be careful what you wish for. I can remember, as I've said many, many times, if I had a pound for every time I said this, I, I'd, I'd be able to retire. But you know, and when I, I wished for Wickham in the last day of yeah. the uh, <laughs> FA Cup at home, and we got Wickham at home, we remember what happened. The funny thing yeah. is that obviously I live on the south coast, um, just outside Bournemouth in Poole, and I've got quite a few Southampton friends, and uh, one of my best friends, George, he, he's a big Southampton, used to be a season ticket holder, and he was sort of saying, in fairness, he understands why we were hoping we would get Southampton, but he said what you've also got to realise, remember, is that they were hoping that they would get Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it's, it's worked out. I suppose it's worked out the best for both of us, really. I know only one of us can go through to the final. Fingers crossed yeah. it's us. But, um, yeah, definitely, you, you can see both sides of the coin there, without doubt. 
Yeah. And I don't wish to remind you, but wasn't it you that mentioned during the watch along when we did the Man United show about, you know, the, the you know, the things they do with the ball so that the big teams come um yeah, it was me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saying they get favoured. Uh, how did that work out for you, Josh? It, it came back to bite me on the arse, didn't it, last week? It really did. But, um, I can't be right all the time. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, and, of course, talking of the, uh, the, the, the FA Cup, uh, it's going to be on BT Sport. Um, you know what? Um, just just quickly on that, I thought we'd be the first game. I'm surprised they've put the Man City Chelsea game as the first game. I thought they'd want to leave that as the sort of uh, the big masterpiece to finish off the weekend. To be honest, but um, <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, little through bed now, bless her. Gotta get the staff now. Mad Jason, <laughs> welcome. You've put R.I.P. Claude. I don't know if I'm missing something here. I've not seen any news. Oh, he's, um, he means uh, the chap off uh, Arsenal Fan TV. He died last night. Yeah, I was going. I was going to say something about that. Yeah, uh, I was going to say something about that at the at the end of the show. Yeah, it's sad news that is. It's um, I think a lot along amongst like the YouTube community was it was really well known. So it is, it is really sad. Really sad news about him. God bless him. Then well, well said, Jason. Thank you, um, Josh. Yeah, R.I.P. Claude. Our thoughts are with um, him and um, oh, his family and his friends. R.I.P. Mate. R.I.P. Um, yeah, I think we're going to leave it there. We've run an hour. You, you, you've got little little angels running around your feet. <laughs> what, what I just want just want to say for those that have come in late, of course, that may have missed our sponsor this week and our special guest. Which was there the, is, um, boy. There he is. The, <laughs> the, the the stunt man? <laughs> <laughs> it's that last one. I'm sorry. It is RuPaul. <laughs> you know what? Right. I, I, I tell you what, Chris. I think um, I might. I think to be fair, I think it was one of the kids. One of the kids dressing up wigs. If we met the yeah. FA Cup final, if we met the yeah. FA Cup final. I'll wear that wig on the pre-match show beforehand. Right. If we make it, you can hold me to that. <laughs> I, will, I will hold you to that. What RuPaul is holding you to, I don't know. <laughs> let's, not, let's not go down there. And I think you got away with the fact that Lee's not watching tonight, so I think you got away with that, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You'll have to catch me on the next one, I guess. <laughs> can I just say, if anybody's going to be watching the, the FA Cup semi-final, there won't be any updates on the on the on the website there will be, i'm not doing a watch along i'm just going to sit there watch with my son because it's going to be one of those you know things that you do you know you know what i mean things that you do with your kids about we watch the yeah. semi-final you know and what have you yeah. so hey Definitely. josh thanks so much mate pleasure as always mate thanks for having me chris no no thanks for joining in and nice to see you with hair Sure. It's coming back. It's coming back slowly. It's coming back slowly, and the beard's coming back as well. So, I was meaning the ginger hair, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like you say, mate, if we if we met the final, then you'll um, yeah. you, you, that, you'll see it live in the flesh. Just, just a quick question: Is that your natural colour that you just dyed because you didn't want to be a ginger? <laughs> it, you know what? It's uh, <laughs> I am. I am. 
I'm naturally blonde. I was blonde. I was white as a bloody sheet when I was a kid. But uh, as I got older, as you say, the uh, the hairline's receding, the hair's getting darker and a bit greyer now. So it's a bit of a bit of a it's dream. It's amazing how where the hair goes from, but it, it still carries on growing everywhere else. But that's that's, <laughs> yeah. another, that's another show. That's another show. <laughs> Mate, we'll see you on um, uh, as normal, fifty minutes before the kickoff. And is it Sunday we play? I think it's Sunday. I think it is Sunday, yeah. Let's, I think um, so. To be honest with you, I can't keep up with all the changes and all the um, the, the different times. Uh, Man City, 5.30 now. Oh, it clashes with... Honestly, I hate the 5.30 on a Sunday. It clashes with Antique Roadshow. So I'll see you. <laughs> at, uh, I'll see you at 4.40 on... So, as we all will, on Sunday with the pre-match show. And we'll see what uh, Brendan does for the team. I'll see you on Sunday, mate. Have a good rest of your week, pal. And you, mate. All the best. Go and put those lovely Bye girls on, to bed now. Take care. Bye, buddy. Cheers. Bye-bye. So thanks to Josh there. Um, and uh, it was a bit of a lively discussion. I hope you enjoyed it. Jack, you know I was only joking, but you did come in late, and we did say we were going to talk about that. Um, we have to kind of throw a few different topics in just to, so it stops uh, stops getting boring. Um I know it's boring most of the time for you. Anyway, this is Lester Till I Die TV. We are on YouTube, uh, Lester Till I Die TV. And if you are watching, please, please give us a subscribe. Press that subscribe button. Although I think it's actually in that corner just there. And um, follow us on there. That would be great. Love you forever. And if you want to listen to us or listen back to us, everything goes on to the podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Google. We will be back on Thursday at 7 o'clock when I'll be here with the Blue Podcast and be talking to a Manchester City fan on the opposition view. Guys, I think England are playing on Wednesday. I've missed the last two games. I've got to be honest with you, I'm really, really, really not bothered. Leicester back at the weekend. That's what we're bothered about. See you 7 o'clock Thursday, opposition view show. Take care. Stay Hello. safe, guys. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute.
or your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.